This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, if you have a question, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. The show is all about education, and we want people to make sure they get their questions in. And definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at the website, please click on the radio page to check out the past shows. We do lots of educational topics and we talk about annuities and market and balancing your retirement planning and Social Security. We just cover the gambit when it comes to education. And please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play or Spotify. So... We're going to be talking about money and relationships today, but before we dive into that, let me check in with my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Oh, I am doing great, Tara. So glad to be here, and thanks once again for having me on the show. I've just had a crazy week once again, Uh, just another busy week, but I am taking a few days off next weekend, so that I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm going to I have to I have to travel, unfortunately, and during COVID, I'm not too excited about that. But a little bit of travel, I'll stay safe, uh, wear a mask, and hopefully, uh, will uh, be just fine. But I'm looking forward to a few days off. How about you? What have you been up to? Anything exciting? Well, Tony, Chris, and I have we're starting a 90 day program, and it's really interesting because I, I've done a lot of research on it. It's not a weight loss diet program, and I like the guy because he's like. Diets don't work. And because anything you do strictly through willpower doesn't last. And so mm. we're, we're starting this program and it's, it's talking about like this first week in the program, eating whatever you want, but just starting to pay attention about what are your food choices? And when you're going to have a bowl of ice cream, you know, what is the conversation that you go through and your little food devil says, well, you had a hard week, so you deserve it. Or you worked out today, so you deserve it. You know, and all the little reasons about, you know, what are the arguments that you have in your head about giving yourself permission to, to make choices that, you know, are probably ultimately not the best for you? And I love the uh, psychology of it because, you know, Tony, it's the same thing with financial planning, right? If you're just trying to, especially if you're one of those people that likes to have your reward right now and you put things on the credit card and figure out you'll worry about it later, or I don't have time to start saving for retirement because I'm going to live today. And all the conversations you have in your head about, why you're not going to start setting yourself up for financial success. It's the same kind of thing, Tony. I find it very interesting because it's the psychology of things when, you know how, Tony, you know there's things that are good for you and you, I I say in quotes, all the should do's. Don't we all have that list of all the things we should be doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we definitely do. Uh, (laughs) There's that list of things that we should be doing, but we never do. Uh, And it's frustrating and we get frustrated because, I know the things I should do, but I don't do them. And why? 
So uh, we put off, but it really is. I like your point about, I want to know more about this uh, plan because it's not a diet. It's a, it's, you have to change a lifestyle. Willpower diets are just sheer willpower and that can work for a while, but it's not like you say, it's not sustainable. Well, right. and so I love it, Tony. So you, I was a little nervous, right? Because we all are when you start a diet. And the first oh, week, yeah. you know, so what he does is he has a little video clip you listen to every night. It's about anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes. And the first night was, guess what, guys? Starting week one, I want you to change nothing. I want you to eat whatever you want. And in fact, if there's things you've been not eating with willpower alone, I want you to eat those things too. Your assignment is to pay attention to your food angel and your food devil and start understanding what's happening. That's your assignment. And so we did that and now we're we're into week two and he said, now that you're paying attention to your food devil, I bet you're kind of feeling like, I don't wanna eat that because now I know. And he's like, here's the, here's the thing, this week, eat it. If you were gonna have that pizza Thursday night, you better eat it, you can't, don't skip it. And, and he said, stick with the program, he said, because if you skip it now, you're not following the program. And sometime later, two weeks or three months from now, you're going to have a pizza. So eat the way you would eat. The only assignment this week, Tony, is to add vegetables. And so <laughs> yeah, I, for me, that would be a big step. Right, right. right. So but he's like, vegetables, you can right? eat whatever you want. I just want you to add vegetables on top of that. And so but it's really getting into that psychology of things. And then he also is talking about like the. The marketing industry and like think about a Coke commercial, how they have these, you know, fun families and keep people doing amazing things and people helping each other. And then at the end, they throw up the Coke logo because that's a marketing tool, right, is take get people feeling good and then attach your logo to it. And so that people start to associate oh, your that logo with sure. feeling good. And so he's just you yep. know pointing out. I mean, once you point it out, you're like, yeah, that's almost every company does that. Actually, I've been watching TV and like I think I think I even saw an ad for like dial soap did the same thing. <laughs> so apparently it's, it's kind of a common thing, but just understanding about how the, the food industry also, you know, they make, they tell us that it's, a, it's your birthday. So you have to have cake and it's a special occasion. Here's a box of chocolates. So it's, it's, he's, I like how he's saying it's not your fault if you make bad food choices because you're inundated with it every day. And uh, Tony, yeah, you are, that's for sure. And I think it's the same thing with, with financial education. I mean, think about like every ad you see on TV for mutual funds or annuities or life insurance. It's always like that couple on the beach at sunset, having a wonderful time with their grandkids. And then, then the logo comes up. So again, I, it's, it's like, I think I learned in one of my classes, a tactic known is a tactic blown. So once you see uh. that, you're like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. So then it, it kind of, it, it like, it takes off the uh, the covering over your eyes. And then you have to go back to what, Tony? You have to go back to getting yourself educated and saying, what am I trying to achieve? And is this tool going to help me get there? And you make a choice yeah. because it's going to make sense to get you there, not because you enjoyed the commercial. Exactly. And that applies directly to our topic today about money and relationships and our finances. We we need to develop uh, lifestyle changes and habits regarding our finances too and how we relate to them and relate to others regarding money, right? Absolutely, Tony, because, I mean, if, especially once you get married or have a partner, you start to realize that your decisions about money are not all as logical as you think they are. <laughs> 
and you realize that you and your partner, you were raised in different families with different beliefs about money. And it's funny, Tony, because you're not aware of these things until you bump up against another person and you, you have, you realize right. that, well, you know, my family, we saved, you know, 10% of our money without question every month, no matter what. And then, you know, your spouse's family may have been like, we're living for today. <laughs> Spend it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you, that can add a lot of stress to a marriage. <laughs> well, it really can, especially in marriages and with couples. I think finances, they say, are one of the biggest points of contention. So I would assume communication is the key. And, and money stress is something I think all of us have experienced at some point in our lives and when you add in a relationship, the pressure cooker gets turned to 11, doesn't it? I, Tony, even for something as simple as we need to buy a new car and some families, they only save ahead and pay cash. And then some families are like, we got plenty of credit. Let's go buy a car. And just those are things that can cause a ton of stress in how, how you feel about things and how you on top of everything else. And then add to that, Tony, uh, school payments, mortgage payments, kids. <laughs> You know, it's just it it's a pressure cooker for sure. And so that's why we want to talk today about some of the money issues that impact couples, Tony, because I think one of the most important things, if you're listening, is to know that you're not alone. Like these are normal things, because, Tony, have you ever had a fight with your wife and just felt like, gosh, I hope nobody knows we're having this fight? Oh, sure. <laughs> and it's isn't it always helpful to go, oh, we're not alone. Everybody has this fight. <laughs> So I, I always think that maybe that's just me. I like to know that I'm not alone and it makes me feel like I can then solve it versus just beating myself up because there's something wrong with me. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Tony, a little, right. little bit inside my head there. <laughs> no, that's good. Well, and I mean, obviously, money stress is, is really big in relationships, as you mentioned. Uh, and maybe joint bank account, it, it will be helpful because I think it's sometimes separate. Uh, I think we, you have to look at, should you have separate accounts or should you have joint accounts when you're a couple? That's a big question that comes up, right? Well, my favorite joke, Tony, is always as the wife, what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. One. That so, should be my motto. I like that. <laughs> but, I, you know, so a joint account can be, um, a great way, like especially I've one of the things I've seen, Tony, is it's very different for people that are starting out like brand new first relationship at a college versus, you know, maybe people on their second marriage and then they have kids and alimony responsibilities. So it gets a little complicated. But a joint account is a really good way to put money in for like the things that you share jointly. Right. Your your mortgage payment, your bills, the food. And a lot of times I'll see, Tony, people will have a joint bank account and maybe still have their individual accounts, but a joint bank account for the things that you're both enjoying is a, is a good way to get to put that transparency in how you're spending money. And it can definitely streamline some of your legal affairs because at the end of the day, Tony, right, it's about communication and trust. And how do you build that? Right. And so obviously trust is huge and you have to have uh, trust. Uh, and there are benefits, I think, to having joint accounts so you can see what you're doing. Uh, there's a lot of positive reasons, I think, for couples to have a joint account. I mean, my wife and I have joint accounts. That's important, right? I, it is. And it, it, it makes things easy. And it's like everything, Tony, right? It works just fine when everything is fine. And, you know, some of the challenges with a joint account can just be when things go bad, right? Because 
if you're in a relationship, you don't get con- to control the other person. You're not with them 24 hours a day. So if you're a saver and you have a spouse who's a spender, that's like a frustrating every single day. So that can cause a problem. And, you know, sometimes depending on how you pay bills, it's always easier, I think, that one person takes the lead on different things so that you're not both trying to do things and both pay the same bills. And then obviously, Tony, a joint account, a joint account can be a little more problematic if a relationship is struggling because both people have access to the money and, and you don't want someone to be able to withdraw all the money. And But that's really, a, it's, I would say, Tony, that's a different problem than the money. The money would be a symptom but if you know if a joint account becomes a problem, it's because you're having other problems in your relationship. The joint account didn't cause that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, and you know, we're not talking about one of those scenarios where one partner empties out the account and skips the country. That would make things a bit odd, right? And hopefully, that's not the the norm. I mean, obviously, there's movies about it, so <laughs> right. we think it happens all the time. But that's probably right. not the case. But a, a thing, though, a big thing that does happen, Tony, all the time is debt. And debt is an issue Uh, that can be super awkward and uncomfortable because it is a serious issue for many Americans. Like, I think I've told you this, Tony, my grandfather, um, he was just, uh, you know, he said credit cards didn't become available until he was a grandfather. He said, as a big Irish Catholic family, nine kids, he said, where was a credit card when I was struggling with nine kids and just trying to pay my mortgage and, and get my family going? He's like, that would have been a godsend. And because when he was raising his family, there were no credit cards. So they had to save right. and and they had to do without sometimes until they could save money. And, you know, with nine kids, you don't ever get ahead. And but no. th- but today, Tony, now there's a credit card. And so you I mean, how you get credit card statements. I remember I getting them in college. And thank goodness I had some people helping me because your initial thought, especially when you're a kid, is, it must be okay. Why would they send this to me if I'm not qualified? (laughs) 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 And and so the next thing you know, you can be in trouble with a credit card before you even have sense to understand what it is you're doing. Hmm. And so, you know, debt. Credit cards are dangerous, dangerous things. They, you really, it's that talk about understanding how to use your tool. And so think about that, Tony, if you've gotten, you were in college and you got this credit card and then you're you're heading into marriage and you've already have debt like before you even were smart enough to know what you were doing right before you're a good decision maker <laughs> mm-hmm. you can get a credit card before you're allowed to vote how is that <laughs> yeah yeah so, and before you're allowed to drink legally right which is probably a good thing yeah exactly so debt is definitely something that we want to make sure we it, it comes back to that communication and conversations and understanding that yeah Well, I think that's really important. Now, we do have to take a quick break here, Tara. Is there anything else you want to add before we do? Well, Tony, this is something that Chris and I really think is important is when we're setting up a successful retirement plan, it happens when we have both partners come and sit down and have the conversation. Because, Tony, it's all about the communication piece. So if there's any couples out there listening today that really want to make sure they're on the right track and they're setting up their plan for success, Give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242, particularly if you're one of those couples that are on opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to risk and saving. Chris and I help people navigate that and create plans that work for that retirement success. So, Tony, that number is 719-210-4242. All right. Thanks, Tara. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Nolan Financial Radio and our host, Tara Nolan, right after this. 
Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Tara Nolan Advisory Services right now by going to TaraEnolan.com or by calling us at 719-210-4242. Welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if you are just tuning in and you have a question about today's show, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. Definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at the website, click on the radio page. And there you can check out all the past shows. We do a lot of educational topics. And subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. So, Tony, today we've just been talking about the stress that money can introduce into a relationship. Yeah, huge. And there are ways to avoid it, though. And and again, like you explained at the beginning, uh, like this new, it's, it's kind of a diet plan, but it's more of a lifestyle plan with eating. You need a lifestyle plan with your finances, especially as they relate uh, in a couple And I think communication is the key, right? I mean, and everybody's different, so that makes it tougher. Um, You know, uh, your spouse might have different priorities or a different risk tolerance than you do. Uh, In fact, that's usually the way it is. Uh, Men are, are, you know, they say men are more likely to want to take a bigger risk or put more in riskier stocks to try to get a bigger return, and women are typically more conservative. Now, that's a stereotype, and it can be reversed, but uh, that's what they say the norm is. So uh, it's interesting, and I think a lot of it has to do with communication, wouldn't you? It definitely has to do with communication, Tony, and it has to do with, it's so personal. Like, I can tell you, my grandmother, you know, she was a stay-at-home mom, um, mom of nine kids, and Tony, she never worked outside the home, so she never had that experience of making her own money. And I could see, Tony, it was very stressful for her, especially when my grandfather passed, because he actually let her left her pretty well set up. But it was so stressful, Tony, because for her, money was just something that went away. And so she didn't know or have that feeling of how to make money or bring money in. And so it caused a lot of stress. And so it's just it's all about there's so many things that make it complicated. It's your life experiences and what you've done. And so it's really hard to. We have the stereotypes, but then it's so hard to go, how do we fix this for everybody? Because we all have different life experiences. Yep, that's true. Everybody does. So uh, good point there. And so I know that you talk about uh, different uh, levels of risk, and, and this comes into asset allocation as well. And it depends on where you have your money and how much you have at risk and how much you have in safety. And I think that's where... You know, a lot of couples like, how do we get on the same page with this? How do we figure it out? Well, I've got uh, an idea. How about working with a financial advisor, a financial planner, and then they can be the neutral force and tell you, hey, here's the questions you should be asking. Here's where you're at uh, and here's where you need to get. And that way you can get them both on the same page. And I think sometimes it's easier, like this process you and Chris are going through uh, with a healthier eating plan, 
uh, I think it's easier to do with an outside person helping you, uh, bringing in an expert to kind of guide you, right? You know, I think so, Tony, for sure, because, you know, I have a mastermind group for myself. I have my CPA. I have, you know, my health insurance expert. I have a whole team of people that help me make decisions in my life because I know what I think, but it's always nice to have that second opinion and go, does this just make sense? And so, Tony, but one of the things is I'm an educator. So I used to teach and I still do teach people horseback riding. And I taught biology at the Air Force Academy. And I love that moment when you're teaching somebody a concept that they're struggling with and that light bulb goes off and they get it. And so, I, Tony, I bring that to our financial planning business and I use a tool called the color of money because some people, Tony, have you met some people like spreadsheets but for a lot of people, when they start to see spreadsheets and numbers, their eyes kind of glaze over and you can tell that they're they're making their uh, list for what they're going to buy at the grocery store later or something else. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and I like the color of money because I'm always I think if you can figure out visual ways to simplify concepts so that people understand it, that's when you start to feel empowered and in control of your money. So we love this color of money analysis because it just kind of makes three big categories, red, yellow, and green. And Tony, I even like to simplify it down just even more to red and green, right? So, you know, doesn't that sound like a simple way to kind of start to understand money is red money versus green money? Yeah, it is. And I know you've talked about this on past shows, but it's so important to understand that's an easy way to look at your money to help you make sure you're allocated properly. And it's different for everybody, but red being risky green being uh, money that you know will be there and can count on. I think that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. So I love like red money. I, you know, I usually ask people when they come in to sit down with me is tell me what are what are categories of money that have risk? And, you know, people will think about, you know, the stock market, mutual funds. Uh, if you invest in businesses, the tricky one, right, Tony, is a variable product, right? Because the word variable means risk. So those are red money. So the good thing about red money is it has a potential to grow unlimited. The hard part about red money is you can also lose. So that's what red money is. Green money, Tony, is is my favorite answer is it's the money you stuff underneath your mattress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or you can bury it in I think I've heard it as the coffee can savings plan where people bury money in coffee cans in their backyard. <laughs> yeah, that's so, crazy. I hope people don't really do that. Yeah, or they yes. have a good map if they have. But um you know, things like banks because they're protected by FDIC or things with insurance companies because they have contracts or yeah, just money that you put in a bank account. So those are green money things that they're not going to grow as much, but you're not going to lose it. So first thing we want to do is understand those categories. And then when I'm working with couples, Tony, once we understand those categories is we do that risk analysis because it's very helpful having the discussion to set up your retirement plan to understand where you're coming from. And Tony, it's very normal for most couples to really not be on the same page and but not even know that they weren't on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's interesting. I bet you see a lot of different things, Tara, when couples come in uh, to meet with you. Uh, it, it's probably, sometimes it's chuckle worthy. I know we all laugh at ourselves as couples, you know, husbands and wives uh, have funny relationships sometimes, but when it comes to money, uh, things get pretty serious and 
you're a great coach. So I look at you as, you know, we say financial planner or financial advisor. You're like a financial coach, almost like that uh, diet coach or, uh, you know, somebody who's going to really help you uh, communicate and get everything out there in the open. And it feels so good when people are like wary, I think, to do it. But once you do it, you feel so much better and it's going to lift off a weight. It's going to improve the relationship right there. Right. Uh, Tony, it, it actually does. And I have a funny story to share with you because, I mean, still in America right now, it's very common that um, the man was the primary breadwinner and a lot of the women were stay at home moms. And so because yeah. the man was making the money, he made all the decisions about the money. Very normal. My brother, you know, they are millennials, right? <laughs> so um, my brother is in a situation where he works and he makes the, he makes the day to day money. And my sister-in-law, she is a realtor. And if you know any realtors, you know, that can be a feast or famine kind of business. And, <laughs> yep, it is. And so my, my little brother gets a little grumpy when he's making the money and she's, you know, living the realtor lifestyle, which is, is kind of fun because it's not a daily grind of going to an office and sitting there. You get to go out and you meet people at coffee shops and you live this life. But two years ago, Tony, my sister-in-law had an amazing year and she made three times as much money as my brother. And they were having, you know, one of those financial planning things. And, and she was really stepping up and having a lot more opinion and where normally she didn't. And my brother's like, is she treating me this way because she made more money than me this year? <laughs> and I said, I think so. <laughs> so it, it is a normal power situation of whoever makes the most money kind of feels like they get to have a little more of an opinion. <laughs> Yeah. So I think that was hilarious because and the fact that my brother realized that was happening, he was like, huh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> that's great. Oh, well, I don't know. I can tell you, Tony, with Chris and I, we've hopefully gone, they're listening to the show. Right well, now. maybe <laughs> we've gone back and forth with whoever's making the most money at a given time. So. Uh, you know, it's a conversation that we definitely have. And it's it's a I would just say it's a normal conversation is in this country, whoever makes the most money kind of feels like they get an extra vote. Well, and, uh, you know, this is a really good discussion. And I, I know we could go on and on, but I think you covered a lot of important things today. Now, if our listeners want to get a hold of you to set up that consultation and whether they're single or couple, uh, they should probably give you a call, right? Well, Tony, absolutely. Because the reality is the stocks, bonds, mutual funds, IRAs, 401ks, that's the easy part. The relationship and the communication is the real crux of setting up a successful plan for success. So Tony, the number to reach Chris and I is 719-210-4242. For those folks listening today, Tony, that really understand it's about getting that communication, getting on the same page, having that plan. The rest of it's easy. Picking your stocks, bonds, annuities, life insurance. That's just easy once you have the plan and you, and you know how you want to get there. Right. And I think that's important. Now, uh, we do have to go. We're out of time. Give that phone number and web address one more time before we go. Sure, Tony. The number is 719-210-4242. And the website is www.taraenolan.com. All right. Thanks, Tara. And that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan. 
Join us again for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at TaraEnolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.